we'll talk about uh, the Rebbe's um, escape, um, how the Rebbe escaped from France. Uh, basically, um, this was on the uh, 20th day of Nissan, um, where the Rebbe finally got his visa uh, to, uh, uh, from America. The, the biggest problem was to get the Rebbe a visa uh, to the United States. Um, Originally, I thought, I, if I remember correctly, I'm not sure, but if I remember correctly, originally they had um, thought that the best way to get the Rebbe to the United States would be by saying that he was an engineer, and therefore he is not going to be a burden uh, to the, he can support himself, you know, that was a big thing. Um, so they thought that that would be the best way to get the Rebbe over here. But apparently, they had enough engineers over here, and they didn't, they didn't necessarily um, look for more engineers, if I remember correctly. So it was only when they were able to get the Rebbe a visa as a rabbi, he got a position as a rabbi over here. And there was a family name, it was Rabinovich, was the family who... The father was a chassid, and the son was a lawyer, was an attorney in Washington. And uh, he, he worked very hard, and finally on the 20th day of Nisan, uh, the Rebbe received his uh, visa over there. Now, it was under the, um, under the uh, German at the time, uh, they, uh, the Vichy regime, regime they, um, and... The Rebbe originally, uh, the Rebbe was not a, uh, never became a French citizen. Uh, he did not become a French citizen, but they did, um, they did enlist, they, I guess all, all young men were still enlisted to go, I guess, to the war, and they wanted to take, you know, the Rebbe, who was of age, to be taken to the, to the war, but they did not, um, of course, they did not, Baruch Hashem, touch the Rebbe, and, um, the Rebbe at that time um, um, was looking for ways you know, to get out. Uh, okay, now he got the visa, but the question is: This is uh, we're talking about. Uh, this is already 1941, and you know, war was raging at the time. How do you get out from France, which was under the Germans now? How do you get out and get to the United States? And um, the previous Rebbe, you know, worked uh, intensely uh, to get them out. So now, and they sent them, you know, uh, this visa, but um, the only way was they had to go to Portugal, and from Portugal they had to go to Spain, from there, from Portugal to Spain. And after great efforts and uh, many... Uh, uh, many different uh, avenues. Um, uh, the Rebbe and the Rebbitson, uh, they went on to a boat that traveled to Portugal. I guess Portugal was neutral at the time? Or, so or it was no? Spain. Both well, they were neutral at the time. But, they were pro, but Spain was pro-Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. And from Portugal, they had to uh, cross the border. They s snuck into Spain, across Portugal into Spain, and they came to Barcelona. In um, 
there was a boat uh, that uh, traveling from Barcelona to the United States was a very dangerous uh, uh, tri- trip because the Nazis, they would shoot on all the boats that were, were traveling. Uh, on this boat itself was shot many times by the, by the Germans. By the Nazis, yeah, what were you saying? They had to go through the Strait of Gibraltar, so they, 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 that's well, where they were it was it was They were all, they didn't know where they had to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they, the um, coming, the, yeah. the, um, the, well, no, what it is is they were cutting out all of the cargo ships that were supporting Britain. So that was the main problem, because the United, States, the United States wasn't in the war yet. Mm-hmm. They were hitting everything. They were hitting and everything, that's why no. they actually sunk a U.S. ship off a of Greenland at that time. Okay. It was the 28th day of Sivan in the year 1941. This was like uh, just about uh, two months later uh, after Rebbe received the visa. He actually um, came, uh, came to the United States and he was greeted by the, by the older Hasidim that lived over here in the United States. Um, it's interesting to see the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, wrote a, a note at the time to, I guess, to his father. Uh, he prayed. The Rebbe's father lived in, um, he was buried in Rostov. He was actually back in, uh, in Russia, to Ukraine. But he wrote a, a, a special pigeon in which, he's, which he asks his father to pray to Hashem to uh, help them out so that they can escape and... Um, and he, he, it's interesting to see how the Rebbe writes his, uh, his request to his father to be read at the gravesite of his father. He's asking for his, his grandson, that's the Rebbe Zechai Mushke, the Rebbe Rashab's grandson, and her husband, saying the Rebbe's name, Menachem Mendel Ben Chana. And it's also interesting, the first time the Rebbe writes the word here, I'm reading from the text over here, the first time he writes Mendel, Mem ayin nun dalad lamet, but later on he writes Mendel with a yud between the dal Mendil. Apparently, when you're writing the name in the beginning, you have to have it the precise, and then that was more the slang, more the Yiddish version of of Mendel, more the you know it's it's, it's uh, looks like that. And the Rebbe writes there that he's he's not a French citizen, and during the time of war they had signed him up uh, those. People who are going to uh, be protecting the country, but thank God they hadn't um, called them. And the Rebbe is asking great mercy for them that they should be protected from all, any troubles, and uh, um, and they should give uh, Hashem should give the good good view to the American consul that they should give them the American visa. And the Rebbe was praying for them and to give them the right mind to go and uh, Hashem should protect them. This is what the Rebbe was asking. Uh, the um, guy, the lawyer's name was Usher Rabinovich, and he was the son of a chastid of David Meir Rabinovich. It's also interesting to see you know, the Hasidim or people who were always involved only in spiritual matters but yet, it was very important that some of their the children and descendants, that they were attorneys, that they were able to help out. It wasn't like, you know, you had to, um, 
you had to uh, go to somebody who didn't, who did, wasn't going to willing to help. Here you had people of your own group, and actually it also changed a lot in 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 the financial aspect of things. You know, in the olden days, uh, the Hasidim, most of the local, most most of the uh, people that were very close to the Rebbe were were poor, didn't have means then, and you know, if you had to go, you had to go beg from uh, other people from the outside. But the Rebbe wanted that his own Hasidim should be wealthy. <laughs> and his own Hasidim should... Uh, so that when you need to support you know, your cause, you don't have to come on to other people who don't understand them, maybe don't uh, wish, but you should have your own. So I'm saying, you know, while the general philosophy is to go ahead and sit and study and, and teach and do outreach work and everything else, but it's also important at the same time that, you know, we have that partnership between Yusachar and Zevulan. Both were children of Yaakov. Some of them were studying, and other people were, they made a partnership, were supporting them so that together they can sort of make it work. And you see this, that all the time, the Abishter helps in natural ways. It doesn't just fly down from the, the Himmel, like, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, you got to buy the lottery. <laughs> something you got to do a little bit you got to do of course we want the Abish's help and we need Hashem's help but we still got to put uh, they call it the own hishtadlus. you have to put your own effort in to work things to the nature and what better example is from the miracle of Chana, of Purim that we're going to celebrate that notwithstanding it was an outstanding miracle but it still had to go through all the natural you know with the Queen Esther and with the asking for the king and yes. and so it went through natural means it didn't just happened by itself. So there is always that that part of it which also needs to uh, be there to accomplish that. There was another thing that took place in the 20th day of Nisan. This goes before. This was in the year Tafrej Ayin. Uh, that was the uh, day of passing of the Admor Yitzchok Duber. Ad Yitzchok Duber, he authored actually a Siddur it's called the Siddur Maharit. He offered a Siddur um, based on the Siddur of the Alter Rebbe and based on the Hasidic teaching of the Alter Rebbe. He was a grandson of the Tzemach Tzedek. His father was Chaim Schneer Zaman of Liadi. During, after he was born in Lubavitch, this Admur, uh, the Maharit, the Yitzchok Duber, uh, he was... Uh, born in the city of Lubavitch, and he was an only son to his father, who became an Admur, also a Rebbe. His name was Chaim Shneir Zaman Miliadi, and he was a very devout student and a follower of his grandfather, the Tzemach Tzedek. However, uh, after the passing of the Tzemach Tzedek, he went together with his father, he went to the city of Liadi. His father became... Uh, the Admur over there, uh, again, parallel to the Rebbe Maharash who was in Lubavitch, and at the age of 45, his father passed away, uh, when, he, when he was 45, his father passed away, so he took over his, uh, his leadership, and he's actually interned in the, uh, in the city of, of Liadi.